You're listening to Mostly Technical, which is brought to you by Lair Jobs, the official Laravel job board, and Screencasting.com, where you can learn how to create high-quality screencasts faster than ever. Now, Ian and Aaron. Hello. Hello. I feel like I, uh, I've seen you a bunch recently. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was, we're going to turn this into a daily podcast. I don't know. Seriously, breaking news only. Gosh, geez, yeah. But I like the special episode. I'd like to throw in a little wrinkle to the audience. You know, they think they know our schedule. Boom, special episode. Boom, we get the most popular man on the internet. Yes, we got, yeah, that we was got fun. connections. That was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and we had Caleb before that. So we had two interviews. Are, are we turning into an interview show? Let's answer that question. The answer is no, but I'll be honest, it's pretty tempting. One, <laughs> one it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun. You know, yeah. it's a lot of fun to have other people on. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, it just, the numbers look so good. Number go Jeez. up, man. Number go up yeah. and to the right. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's tempting, but I will say, I feel like there were so many shows that I used to listen to that then just turned into interview shows that had the same people on that were on every other show. Right. And so it was like these bootstrap shows that used to be like ride alongs. And then it was, Hey, we're going to do interviews because it's easier and somebody's doing the interview rounds and it's like, oh, shoot. Now, right. every show I listen to that week that is the same person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I hate that. Hate that. So I don't want to I don't want to become that. But I do yeah. think it's fun every now and then to have somebody come on and just like be a part of the show and not yep. do like, a, you know, the big interview thing. Yeah, I think that's the perfect balance, right? It's like when you can just drop somebody in once in a while who's just like a good fit and it's fun and it's interesting to listen to. That's great. Like not forcing it. That's the thing with the interview show is you end up like having to force it. It's like, how do I find 52 interesting people to be on this show, you know? And then so you're like, okay, well, Rando just has something to talk about this week because they've launched something or whatever. And then you're like, okay, well, I guess we'll have Rando on because they got something to talk about and then you're down yeah. that road of it's super boring and all that. So yeah, it's super boring. You're doing backstory the whole time. Yeah. And it's just like, man, this isn't very fun to listen to. And both of these guests really tied into the show. Cause we've been on Livewire mm-hmm. a lot. We've been on react a lot. And so I feel like that was an awesome fit. And if we can just, you know, find people like that who add to what we've been discussing recently, I feel like that's a, a good idea, but not, uh, not forcing it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of great feedback on those episodes. Tons of people yeah. tweeting us. The creator of React chimed in, thought the episode was I great. I know. Oh, that, that was, was crazy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that Dan was... Abramov quoted me and said, like, this is a great episode. I really enjoyed the way they talked about it. And I was like, oh, wow, you're kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, we should turn it into a blog post. I was like, yeah. I don't know if we're actually going to do that. But that. Oh, we're we definitely not, but like Sam that. should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Sam go, should. Go for it, Sam. That's your content. Yeah. I'm not doing yeah. it. Um, yeah, I thought that was that was interesting. And then um, I thought Caleb's podcast was, was great. Um, yeah. What are your, having let it simmer for a little bit, I, I listened to the part where I wasn't on it. All so right. I got to listen to the components part and yes. a little bit of that. Um, and then some people linked us to some component libraries that were like Flex UI or something like that. Right. There's and then I I linked to a Adam Wathen tweet where he's like, ah, I've been working on this combo box for I thought I was done for the past two weeks and stuff yep. keeps coming up. So what's the final what's the final Ian take on the components? 
Um, I definitely, well, I mean, just in general, I think live wire components are a great idea because unlike all these other component libraries, it's like people are reinventing the wheel a lot on a lot of component libraries right now, but one that's dedicated to live wire, um, isn't reinventing the wheel so heavily because there isn't, there's a one, like one kind of sizable open source one, but it's not that big. And you have to like adopt a lot of its other philosophy. And then there's a few other like smatterings of things, but there's not much out there for like pure live wire components. Um, and obviously I think Caleb will do a great job with it. So I'm, I'm all aboard the components, uh, whether or not like how much he integrates like other things into it, whether it's react or other things. Um, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think, I think it's going to happen and I think it'll be a big success for him. So I'm excited. I mean, some other stuff that's even come out of component talk, uh, is like the next day or whatever, uh, he released, uh, the anchor plugin. I don't know if you saw that, but, um, I did. We might as well you seem real excited here. about that. Yeah. The anchor plugin super awesome. So it's just like a way it's basically floating UI. I think it's called, it's kind of like mm -hmm. a Alpine wrapper for this existing positioning UI, but there's so many things where like special, boxes or popovers or special inputs you want something to pop up and you know the way alpine does it natively like you could kind of do it but it doesn't like react automatically if the screen changes and whatever there's just weird little things that go on with it and with this it's like boom perfect like you put this one right. tag in it all is magical it works perfectly it's it has super collision detection for like yeah, the edge of the screen all that stuff is built into it um and it just was like really smooth and everything too so that so already we've gotten some some upside in the community from the idea of future components uh with the x anchor which i'm sure is part of his thinking there and uh i've already used it in the new help spot stuff i'm doing to do some custom stuff so oh, definitely nice. if you haven't seen x anchor check that out because it's really really good you have to load Dang, it that was fast you released it last week and you already you already got I'm it installed it. and using it <laughs> literally as he's building stuff i'm like dude just send me like just send me whatever you have like as you're just you building got, you it. got any zip files of that code yeah, back there I'm, i've already got a zip file like uh <laughs> I'm, I'm getting i got the inside track on a few things here but let me tell you i'm like just send it to me because i'm like right in the middle of like i'll be your guinea pig on things just like just send me whatever you have because i just i just want it all built in there wonderfully and built by the man himself you know it just works so nice when because he knows all the deep internals yeah. of everything you know it's like when i'm trying to hack stuff in i don't know the deep internals of anything but he just knows all those deep internals and it's so good so yeah so uh some of that's ongoing but uh i think yeah. he's gonna get fabulously wealthy off of livewire components I, I was just gonna ask you that so what's your yeah. take on the uh live that's my components? take yeah okay. i think uh, <laughs> fabulous wealth I think yeah, I think it's going to work. I think he's the only person that can do it um, right. because of what you said and because of his distribution. Um, yep. I think the trick is the it's a quagmire. I really think it's a quagmire of like with even just the combo box. Doing right. a combo box well is is a huge amount of work. And so, yep. you know, I don't know how much he can like. Uh, I think he's he's out on the idea of leveraging like Radix or Shadzian or something like wrapping probably. it. Probably. But I wonder how much he could just like learn from it in quotes, which means right. take it, you know, right. like how, how <laughs> yep. much can he just take and convert to Alpine can and just like core out? Yeah, yeah. Look down into their dirty secrets of make this work on IE 11 and this work on, you know, Firefox and just be like, oh, great. I don't have to learn that. You know, right. independently, I can just take what they learned and translate it to Alpine. 
So I think he's going to pull it off. I think it's it's just going to be really hard, but yep. I think he'll get paid for it. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, what's even like the tweet Adam had about, I mean, they are using React Aria. So like they are building on top of an existing, I don't know if React Aria has the full combo box or he's like merging different components of it together into a combo box. But either way, like even when building on top of a semi-established framework for this stuff, you can have issues and edge cases and all that so definitely but you know on the flip side that's what you're getting paid for too like right right like i mean getting paid to uh, eat glass so right. that other people don't have to <laughs> exactly yeah. that's the value like if it was easy then i wouldn't pay you anything right but exactly. it's not easy there'd so. be 10 open source versions right. of it already <laughs> right exactly so like chat with my pdf it must be easy because <laughs> there are a hundred open source versions so backing up two seconds is yeah. is our are, are tailwind labs are they abandoning headless ui you think no, I don't think so. I think that came up recently, I think, on Twitter or somewhere, and Adam was addressing that with somebody. Um, so I don't think – they said they're not abandoning it because also um, they also want to support Vue and right. that end of their their world. So I think uh, they're kind of in it for that. But I think it is mostly Headless for their UI own stuff. UI is so stuff. good. I haven't used it, but it does seem good. I do – yeah, I don't know. It's just like it doesn't have everything, right? So then that's always led me to like, well, I'll just yeah. use Radix, which has almost everything. Even it doesn't have everything, but it's got more of everything. And right. with the components in React, you can just pretty easily mix and match. It's not that big a deal. So you can pull something from somewhere else or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're letting it die, but I think it's just going to be just another one. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they're not using it on their new stuff, or at least not. Maybe they are using Catalyst stuff. Yeah, is that the name of the new stuff? Catalyst, yeah. Maybe they are using the combo box. They did have a combo box in Headless UI, so maybe they're using some stuff and not other stuff. I don't know. That would be interesting mm. to find out. How much is completionism a big deal with these component libraries? Are you pretty comfortable mixing and matching? Yeah, I think I, the React ones anyway worked really well mix and match. Like I think just based on like kind of the foundational elements of react like you can compose them which is like a mm -hmm. whole thing obviously like you can compose them like pretty easily and not run into too much trouble generally um so yeah i think that is possible but in terms of general completionist with library like in the livewire library i feel like that yeah. needs to be pretty complete like i do too i don't think it could just be like 10 components like maybe it could start that way but i think it needs to be fleshed out into like something pretty sizable would be mine. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Um, just because there is no like Radix or Shad Sien to fall right. back on. Yeah. And even if some of them are not like mm, Livewire-ish really at all, like it's really just like a blade file essentially right. that's yeah. doing some Alpine stuff. Like some of them might just be things like that. Like here's an accordion. Like it's got nothing to do with Livewire at all. It's not Livewire in any way. It's not feeding back to the server, but it's just part of this library for completeness and I can just know I have an accordion as part of this, even though it's not doing any server-side stuff. Written to the same standard and taste right. of the rest of my component library. Exactly. And yeah. however I customize things, I customize this the same way as I customize the other stuff. Um, and whatever, you know, whatever the syntax, all that. Yeah, so it can all be the same, I think. And that stuff's easy, too. Like, he already has that stuff. So it's just about wrapping right. it up and, yeah. uh, you know, bundling it together there. So I don't think that'll be too hard. The hard stuff's definitely going to be your date pickers and your combo boxes and yep. you know over time I mean, there's other types of components that i wish a lot of these things had like a dual like a you ever see like where it's like two two big select boxes and you can list movers i think they're called like you can move yeah, between. yeah, yeah. like mm -hmm. there's a lot of these other components that even these other frameworks don't have and it's like oh i'd love my component library to be able to handle 
some of these more educate or trees like really good trees yep more like b2b type stuff not really stuff consumer apps would use so much but, well that's uh, when you get into like that's when you get into these other worlds that have real component libraries like the you know the .NET world or the right. Java world they have and you're paying a thousand dollars a year a seat per right. developer <laughs> right. and it's it's like you know you've got hundreds of components and you yep. have all that wacky stuff like you're yep. talking about because it is truly like somebody working in the in the guts of AT&T and they right. need some you know <laughs> random B2B component and they're like yeah we'll pay you know five thousand dollars a year for our five developers yep. to access this I think component libraries are so tempting as a developer to want to do because it's right. so like it's so fun and it's so like there's so many discrete little things that you get to work on yep and each one is its own little like own little universe of problems right. and <laughs> the boundaries are well defined and so you get to work on all these you get to fiddle i feel like you get to do a yep. lot of fiddling and so it seems like a whole lot of fun to you know, to write one and put one together until you interact with like, oh, how do I do styling? How do I do props? How do I do? How do I do? How do I do? Right. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> or browsers and all that stuff. Yeah, like, like the worst but... case scenario for browser stuff. But um, well, that's, that is interesting about components too. There's like those three layers. There's like open source. There's like buy once or maybe annual, mm -hmm. but it's still cheap, which is kind of like what I think the Livewire ones are probably going to be at least initially, right? Like it's 300 bucks whether that's once or whether that's a year or, or it's something like that. And there's not necessarily like per seat limits and stuff. Right. And then there are those like really big frameworks um, that are like, yeah, it's like a thousand bucks a developer seat a year. And, but it has everything. Um, we, we have actually bought one of those for the old help spot um, or the current help spot uh, for the, just for the date picker. Like I literally pay like $800 oh, wow. a year for a date picker because there was wow. the only one that would do, whatever we had different limitations yada, and we were not even doing like airline stuff or anything like there's not even like range selecting and stuff in our case but it was just to make it work it was like the best one and so um yeah people pay for that stuff was the, like that. that was the original thesis behind hammerstone that we did not officially pull off but it was like if we could mm. do this one thing super well then people would pay for it because at resolute the right. company that i used to work at for many many years we paid, I think, a thousand dollars a seat a year for a grid or a spreadsheet right. implementation. We mm -hmm. used a hands-on table, which was incredibly good, and it was just like all they did was the spreadsheet part. They didn't do yep. any of the like syncing to the back end or anything right. like that. It was just presentational grid, and it was it was a great component. But they had like a team of, I think they had a team of like fifteen full-time people right. working <laughs> yeah. on it. It's like y'all are making millions of dollars a year off of this one component. Yeah, that it's just it feels. I feel like it's pure. It's like the developer thinks of it as pure developing. Like I'm just gonna work on this one component. Right. I don't have to worry about all this other like, you know, product market fit. I just need to build a component, and if it's good enough, people will pay me for it. It's like, yeah, there are those maybe, little niches maybe, in but there. it seems yeah, <laughs> it's a, sounds just nice. the right thing for that. Yeah, even this date one we use is like part of a bigger library. But we just use only the date. Um, mm -hmm. But like, yeah, that is just like literally a single component. But it's like, I think developers and bootstrapper type developers especially get caught up in like the price of things. Like, oh, uh, like nobody's going to yes. pay for that, whatever. But it's like, no, like building that spreadsheet component, you're literally talking about thousands of hours of development time. Thousands. And, and yes. you're not even going to do it as well after to thousands of hours. To make a much right? worse like, version. Yes. Right. So it's like, yeah, because so I can just work. It's been a thousand dollars and I can be productive five minutes from now. 
and building the actual whatever business thing yep. I'm supposed to be building with this, um, not off on the side quest of like building our own internal spreadsheet builder, which is, you know, obviously insane, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're like, boom, no problem. A thousand dollars. Great. Like, not even a question. We're just going to buy it without thinking about it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, if you can find those niches where you can, where there's not like the, the problem with some of those niches is like the open source versions eat you up because it's like, well, yes. there's this open source version that's like really good and it's good enough and whatever. I'm just going to use it without even having to go to my boss to ask for a thousand dollars or whatever. But some of these things yeah. like that, it's not the case. Like uh, where this, this is just better than those other alternatives. Yeah. It's tempting. I hope, I hope Caleb pulls it off. I think he will. I think yeah, he has think good enough taste too. that he can do it. Yeah. It's going to be good. I'm excited for it. All right. What should we All do right, next? Where do you want to go next? Um, I got a new car. You got a new car? Got a new car. What did you get? Cybertruck? I, I, I got two Cybertrucks. <laughs> I got a matte black Cybertruck. Did you see that thing going around? I did. I've got thoughts on is, it. But uh, let's yeah. talk, should we talk Cybertruck quick? Let's just let's talk. Let's talk Cybertruck real real quick. Sorry to sorry to preempt your big news. No, let's um, do it. So Cybertruck, uh, I will start by saying not my preferred shape of a vehicle. I don't love it. <laughs> Definitely not. So I, do not I, I don't, it. I don't love it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's my meta analysis on it. Mm. Um, everyone right now is like making fun of the build quality and dunking on how it looks and saying it looks mm -hmm. really stupid. And I just don't have the energy for that. Like I can right. look at the truck and say like, I'm not going to buy that. But I can also right. look at, you know, whatever the the Kia Soul or any, you know, those <laughs> those truck, those cars that look like a box on wheels. I can look mm. at that and say, well, am I going to buy that? Right. I think the thing I the thing I'm the thing I'm down on is people like saying that it looking at it and saying, you know, they're going to go broke. This is the stupidest thing ever. Look how bad the build quality is. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't think I mean, that, yeah. it it is got like the the what, almost the most valuable company in the world in tesla it's like yeah they do things too fast they rush things out the door he drives a like he his personality is a little too hard driving but like i don't know they kind of pull stuff off don't they yeah you don't have to like the truck right. but they pull stuff off so that's my meta analysis i will not be buying one regardless of if they fix the build quality but right. that's my that's my take on it yeah it's just not a i'm a huge truck guy um i'm a texas level truck guy Wow. Love you wouldn't have guessed that, right? But I love wouldn't trucks. Wouldn't have guessed that. I'm a big truck guy. Even though I don't haul gravel all day, I just feel like trucks are so Oh, that's not useful. what trucks are for. I know. Yeah, nobody uses trucks not for in that. America. No, no <laughs> so, way. You got three kids, man. You got stuff to haul in the truck. There's always something I need a truck for. I haven't had a truck the last few years. I missed it. Um, but yeah, cyber truck, like it's not even that useful as a truck is kind of my main beef. Like those edge, like back being so angled, like you can't put stuff across the back. Mm. Like, oh, that's true. I don't know. It hurts the truck. What's the bed size compared um, to like an F-150? Is it similar I, bed size? I think it's similar to like the crew cab type version of F-150. Okay. So to the smaller bed size, okay. um, not like one of the real big beds, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. The only cool thing I just like literally everything about the cyber truck. Um, but the only cool thing I will say about it is that I do like this idea of it being just a giant canvas for, um, like custom graphics. Like if you yeah. want to put some custom graphics on that thing, like it's sort of cool for that since it's just like a big square blank slate looking right. thing. Um, so that's sort of interesting, but yeah, not my cup of tea. So, uh, but related, so I got a Rivian R1T, which is the Rivian truck. 
Rivian um, R1T. Yeah. Rivian so electric, R1T. my first electric car back in the truck game after not having a truck for like two years, which this. was making me crazy. It's very nice. This is it looks cool like a truck. Looking. Yeah, it's great. It looks like a truck, like a proper truck. Um, but it's you know a little swoopier than kind of your F one fifties, a little smaller than the F one fifty. It is a little swoopier. Um, but still actually still big. it's bigger than I thought it would be. Actually, uh it's it's I think it's even bigger. Like I've had a couple of ridge lines, Honda Ridge lines. I think it's bigger than the ridge line was. Um This is cool. All right. So talk me through talk me through the thought process here. When you were you were evaluating Ian needs a new vehicle. How did we end right. up here? Um Ian has had a lot of different vehicles over the years, and I hate rebuying the same vehicles. And then that limits mm. me. And then interesting. I love rebuying the same thing. Oh, all the I don't time. like I don't like yeah, it's like the socks, right? I don't know. I, oh, I like the I like such the whole a variety. satisficer. You're such well, a yeah. maximizer. <laughs> I okay. Like to maximize. So, okay, so uh, the ridge line was out because you'd already bought one at some yeah, point. So that's yeah, I've out. actually had two. That was one where I oh, broke my rules and I had two different Can you imagine? Uh, Different models. So one was the like original ridge line and one was the next generation ridge line. So I couldn't go back there. So Okay. Um yeah, one a truck. And there's not really many options in this segment. That's the thing. If you don't want the like cause like the full I was still, like, thinking like a tundra, mm-hmm. but it's so huge, you know, it's just like I'm not I really that's just too big. Like then you get into like parking's annoying and whatever. Yeah. Just big, big truck problems. And I don't necessarily want to. Did you look at the Tacoma, truck. which is the step down? Well, I've had a Tacoma, so that was oh, mostly so off out. the list. Yeah. Um, but I do like the Tacoma a lot. Uh, it's a little like for me. I'm so I'm six four, and I it's a little bit squatter than like yep. a Ridgeline or the R one T. Toyotas so, are not enormous. I have a Forerunner, yeah, and I'm right. I'm only six one, and I feel I feel a little bit hunched in that. I think they might even be the same frame. No, I think a, a I think that might be built on a Tacoma like oh. body. If I recall, but um, that would make so sense. yeah, so in there it's a little eh. and like the tech is not like they haven't updated the tech in these things in forever. I don't know really why. So I was a little like oh, like you're in there with like I think they have like now at least a little screen. The one I had had like essentially no screen, but um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. So I was yeah, and that's like kind of it. There's like the Ridge Line is a coma. There's the Ford Maverick, which is even smaller. I didn't really want to go hmm. that small. Um. Or like the F-150 or the Lightning, which is electric F-150, which is interesting. Uh, but again, it's like full-size truck, which I was didn't. I was trying to at least be a little bit smaller than that. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, I ended up on. And the other thing was Rivian has only previously been selling. So this is why I didn't do this before. Like they started with the Tesla kind of model, essentially of like the highest end. Super so it's like end. the only super high end. And I didn't want the highest end one. I didn't want the four motors. I didn't want to go zero to 60 in three seconds. Like, whatever. I don't care about any of that. So you lose all the plywood out the back if you do right. that. <laughs> yeah. So they came out with a, uh, a cheaper, it's still not cheap, but the, a lower end model, which only has two motors and um, whatever, some other things, whatever. I just got okay. one. The only thing I have is like the large, which is like the medium sized battery pack, but they don't even make the small. So it's still kind of like the cheapest you can get. But uh, so I got literally the cheapest okay. RT, R1T you can get. And so uh, let's talk range. So what do you get? Have you taken delivery of it? Yeah. So I've been okay, driving so around for a couple it. weeks now. Yep. All right. Let's talk first impressions. And then I want to hear range. First impressions was very good. Um, yeah, it's really nice inside. I don't like it's like leatherette, which is not my favorite. Mm. Uh, I'm a leather, more of a real leather man. But, you know, it's fine. Um, one pedal driving was really weird. Like, so I had to p- huh? go to Brooklyn to pick it up. 
And you don't know about the one pedal driving? One pedal driving? Oh, man. What? So, Texas, they only have the gasoline vehicles. They're not, they don't have the electric yet. So, but it, it, this is not a Texas pe- <laughs> thing. Cars have two pedals. What are you talking about? So, it's got that still has two pedals, but you barely ever use the brake. So, when you let off the gas, it breaks. Um, oh, and so it's it does not like actually the, the recharge. Yeah, it, does recha- it recharges. Yeah. So, it's not really breaking, Here. it's breaking with the engine i guess you'd uh-huh. say or the transmission i don't know what's going on in there but it's regenerative yeah, who can, who can regenerative say for sure breaking. Yeah, <laughs> just who knows? blow past it right we're past <laughs> that now in the age of cars of having any idea yeah. what the hell uh how anything works <laughs> yeah. so yeah so getting used to that so this is a weird i've never driven one like that before except for like a golf cart which works the same way mm. or whatever but um so i'm in brooklyn and we're this rivian place is like in the bowels of brooklyn so it's really like where it's basically just like all warehouses and stuff and crowded streets and trucks on the road and people double parked and whatever so i'm like lots of honking lots of scaffolding lots of, lots of i'm walking here no, no yeah. scaffolding actually no scaffolding in brooklyn that's a manhattan thing but so yeah so figuring out the one pedal driving like in this like little bit tougher environment was a little tricky but we made it out and yeah it's good i mean um i would say thinking about you have to think about the battery more than you do in a gas car mm. think about the gas because you're like whatever i could run this thing down to two miles and i know somewhere in two miles like there's a gas station and yeah. it's not a problem um and i don't have the home charger set up yet so i can only do like the trickle charging from a regular outlet which only gives you like i don't know maybe like 20 miles and overnight or something like that so oh geez that's nothing yeah so it's a little like i did one big trip in it already so i had to like stop and use a charger or i've used uh two other chargers so far and that's worked out fine though like do you have access to the tesla supercharger network so we will um and we do a little bit so a certain number of tesla stations already have the ability to charge other types of cars and um there's one not that far from me like 20 miles away so I've been to Oof, that one. That's just right works. on the edge of what you get with your trickle <laughs> <Yeah>. charge. <laughs> so uh, well, it happens to be, you know, when you're out that way, it's like you have to think about it that way, right? Well, I'm going to be over there, so I guess I'll top up with the supercharger. So that, But next, in 2024, Rivian will have access to all the Tesla network. So, yeah, so then it'll be fine because those are pretty common around here. Um, and I do have the thing getting installed at my house so that I have the faster charging at home it's still not as fast as a high-speed charger but it's like gotcha. 20 miles an hour it'll charge so okay. for me that's so overnight be like you'll totally be fine. fine yeah yeah so I'll so what is that, that like I'm... a 240 volt thing like a like yeah. a washer dryer plug you got to get installed right. or something you could do it as a plug but safer to have it just hard wires and since i don't have a plug there anyway like they're just going to gotcha. run it from the box to the it's right next to the garage so it'll be pretty straightforward um then the gotcha okay cool so it is so nice to not are, go to are, gas stations are you doing it to save the earth or are you doing it because no. it's super cool okay <laughs> yeah. no. i don't even think that's true like i think that's all bs like i don't think it's saving anything like i mean there's yeah you know by the time you like build all these batteries and all this stuff oh, like i don't think it's sure. actually saving the no earth way. per se i am a big fan indirectly of the like I'm definitely not doing it for that, but I do like the idea of it pushing people towards nuclear. I'm a big nuclear energy fan. Yes. More nukes. We need nukes everywhere. Agreed. Like that's the solution to every problem is nuclear Agreed. energy. Um, so whatever. The more I can help strain the grid, uh, maybe they'll actually build some new nuclear plants in America at some point. But um, 
So yeah, not for that. I mean, I think they are just better cars. Like the electric does have some nice advantages, especially once the infrastructure. I do think it is, it is still an early adopter type thing though, because there it is this like hassle is. factor yeah. that is um, not there with a gas car. But uh, no. But yeah, uh, I do think you know it is just not, it is nicer. Like the acceleration's nice. Um, just like the tech is nice. I mean, the tech. Some of it is like you could put this tech in a gas car i don't know why for the most part they don't put the tech in the gas car but uh so some of it is different in that way but it's just nice like whatever i have a frunk and the frunk is awesome because like i can put stuff yeah. in a truck that's locked away instead of having to just always make the bed work for everything and there's another that's trunk true. you don't in have the to get a bed like, you don't have to get a bed cover and lock to hide right. anything. i hate bed covers actually yeah. yeah so like um so yeah so far so good i mean obviously they're like you know, there's a lot of benefits to that. Not having an engine, it's safer and blah, blah. So we'll see how it goes. So far, cool. so good. No trouble. Um, digging it, but we'll, cool. we'll see. If you, I've used the truck bed multiple times already. It's so nice to have a truck at the house. If you have kids and you don't have a truck, you're making a big mistake. Get a truck. Aaron, you need a truck. Well, Next we just th- got the minivan. Yeah, I don't know how many more vehicles we can, you we can swap hold out the at this forerunner. house. Swap out uh, the forerunner. Am I going to become a truck guy? Oh, the truck is so good. First of all, you live in Texas. You have to have a truck. Second of all, truck is so good you have four kids you must have a truck it's just required yeah but like four kids can't fit in a truck it doesn't matter it's not about us hauling the kids it's about the stuff you're gonna it's be about the stuff bringing stuff in throwing stuff out whatever all this stuff you're gonna need stuff a truck makes stuff easier yeah trust me a few years from now there's gonna be all this garbage and junk wife's gonna be yelling at you to get rid of this crap you're gonna be trying <laughs> to shove it in the back of their forerunner that's always a disaster stuff's leaking like you just need a truck. The, yeah, yeah. The the nasty garbage that leaks is that is the like primary use case for a truck. Oh, it's so good to have the truck and Not even a think sheet about of it. plywood, a four by eight sheet of plywood. Yes, you build the next shed quarters. You're gonna need. Yeah, to have a truck. I know. I was filling up the forerunner with stuff that didn't fit, and I'm hanging exactly. out the back and trying to like toe strap it down so it doesn't fly <laughs> out. Just had a truck. You don't even have to worry about any of that. You just boom, throw it in. It's done. Jeez. You go to the beach. I mean, I'm a big beach, uh, truck oh, on the beach guy. I you ride know. on the beach. The kids in the back. There's nothing. Kids love being in the back of the truck. Kids do love sand. being in the back of the truck. So there's good. a zero percent chance my wife would let any of our kids ride in the back of the truck. <laughs> At least no, not for like 15 years. No, no, no. If you're on the beach, you're not going fast. I, I'm not a fan of like go down the road in the truck. But if you're just on the beach and you're going 15 miles an hour and you're bouncing and it's like the ocean, it's so good. Zero percent chance. <laughs> Let me, I'll just I'll just re up on my zero uh, percent there. Hey, so let's get a kid update. When are these kids coming? Boy, they're coming, aren't they? Soon, right? We're in Soon. November now. Soon. Um, the final day possible would be the day before Thanksgiving. Okay. So that would be, I think, the twenty third. So we have a C section scheduled for the twenty third. Mm. Okay, because um, it's twins. Deadline. Yeah, you don't yeah. have a choice. Um, yep. So 23rd, I think, I don't know that we'll make it that far. I think the okay. 23rd would be 37 weeks, I think, mm-hmm. is right. Um, and I think with the first two, we actually got pretty close to 37 weeks. But they're both measuring each child. Remember, there are two. Each right. child is measuring six pounds right wow. now. That's a lot of baby in there. It's a lot of baby. <laughs> so it's great news because I mean, yeah, like big six pounds oxes. is yeah, go. super viable. Maybe no NICU time at all. We didn't have any NICU time the first round, oh, and I think awesome. they came out at like 
six six and six zero. Um, nice. So yeah, man, it could be. I mean, Any it could be right now. now. It could be literally today. Um, oh man, how great would it be if she just busts in right now and is like, "Let's go!" Uh, it make what great, great content, podcast. but I'm yes. not ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're never I'm ready. Oh, you know? you're never ready. And they'll show I up know, but I'm time. not. I'm like less than never ready right now. <laughs> I'm just super not ready. This weekend, um, so Friday, Planet Scale had the day off. We do every first mm. Friday is a day off. Um, first Friday of the month. And so I drove down to Austin because there's like a group of internet friends, bootstrappers that all we hang out in this this Slack chat and once a year we get together. Right. And so they were in Austin this week, I think starting like on Wednesday and finishing up on like Sunday morning or something. And I was, you know, originally supposed to go and do this whole retreat thing. And then we found out we were pregnant with twins and it's, you know, they're due any second. So I drove down right. Friday morning and drove back Friday <laughs> night because I'm like, I can't I can't yeah, be away be for away, yeah. <laughs> even three and a half hours away. Like if, you know, it's midnight and she's like, well. It's time to have these babies. Like I right. can't be in Austin. Yeah, you don't want to so. miss the babies. Yeah, that would be no goodness. Bad luck. No. So yeah, got a little FaceTime in though. A little FaceTime. Yeah, you know, shook some hands, kissed some babies. It was good. It was good to see. They're all friends that I've known for many, many years. Some going on like maybe twelve years now. Huh? Um, and we do these retreats once a year, and it's it's really fun. It's a fun format. It's like beforehand you're supposed to work up some slides of like where you're at with your business and what you need help with and then each person gets a one hour like moderated hot seat mm -hmm. and so the person goes up to the front they have the tv everybody's sitting around kind of just like you know drinking sodas and taking notes and they go through their presentation and then there's also a moderator that helps keep you know the peanut gallery on track instead mm -hmm. of like because, you know, when you get a bunch of nerds together, we all like focus in on one thing. And then right. the person is like, hey, that's actually like 2% of my business. And I don't want to talk about that thing. Right. And so the moderator <laughs> is there to be the bad guy and be like, no, 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 no. Y'all back up. We're trying to talk about this thing. And right. so, you know, I was only there for maybe five or six presentations. Mm -hmm. um, oh, wow. But they probably oh, did. Wow. Yeah, they probably did, you know, 18 over the course wow. of the four, three or four days. Um and so it's super fun. And then we cater in all the foods. So we don't have to go anywhere so that we don't waste any time, like trying to figure out where can we take 20 people. Um, right. And then at night you just kind of hang out and some people did an escape room. Um, lots of people just hung out. And I think some people brought like uh, consoles and we, they played video games and stuff. Mm. And so very, very fun. Highly recommend the retreat format. Yeah. We do a thing like that with some of the Laravel people. Um, We've been doing this for a long time now. We kind of outgrew microconf, and like then we we're just like, well, let's just do our own thing. Yeah, uh, exactly. But we jettison all the formality, <laughs> so there's, there's no presentations. Uh, there's no anything. Y'all just a sweet hang. We right? just have a cabana and we drink. Yeah, and then people bring up like we do talk about some business stuff, but it's more informal than that. Um, yeah. But I always take something away from it too, business wise. So it, it still works out, but it is less formal. Um, than that i was interested in these formal ones i know a few people who do this type of thing mm -hmm. and people seem to really like it and get a lot out of it but i really um, like i really like the formal one i would like you know i would like a sweet hang with you know five or seven people but when you have 
you know, 18 people there. Yeah, that's it's nice to have a little too. bit of structure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're usually like 10, not usually more than yeah. 10. So yeah, when you get over that, it does get a little bit harder. Um, yeah. uh, wait a minute, I had something else, but now I can't. Hmm. All right, so kids are coming. Oh, plan and scale. So you uh, take an actual time off or what? how's that work? Yeah. What's your yeah, paternity so, leave situation? Um, the paternity leave at Planet Scale is extremely generous. It's 12 weeks, um, oh, wow. just fully off. When the first set of twins came, I think I had a week or two fully off, and then like four or five weeks of part-time um, old company. Right. And Planet Scale is just exceedingly generous with their paternity leave. Um, mm. And it's really interesting. I didn't, I, I would never would have thought of this, but it's set up to mirror um exactly mirror the maternity leave right and i thought like well that's nice but i don't understand why and i've come to realize it's to not um it's to incentivize or to not disincentivize people to hire women it's like right. oh if i'm gonna hire a man and he has his wife has a baby then he gets two weeks off and like he's gonna be right weeks, back to yeah. work Right. I'm like oh so instead of cutting <laughs> the maternity leave short you just made the paternity leave matching and generous and yeah i okay. know so good, good for planet scale um and good for me yeah. so 12 weeks off um there's a part of me that feels like geez that's really long isn't it um right. and you know we've got this whole like youtube video project thing going um and so i'm kind of like i kind of want to make sure that this all keeps rolling and my boss is like well you're gonna have 12 weeks off and you should take it all and not work. And so it's kind of weird. I'm like, Hey, what if I did some work? And she's like, what if you didn't work at all? Um, so well, it's kind of yeah. interesting because you're, you're not, your situation is very different, right? It's not like, well, you're down in the dungeon slapping some code around. Right. And so somebody else will fix those bugs while you're gone and right. whatever, who cares? Like things go a little slower, but it's fine. Uh, but you're kind of like the face of the company on a whole, at least one platform and really multiple platforms. So like, I know, that's a, that's a little different situation for the face to just disappear for. I know, I know, and I don't super love that. Yeah, I feel like you know a big part of my my career is like investing in this strategy that we're doing, and I kind of want to make sure that I see it through. Like, yes, I'm entitled to planning anything, or um, I'm trying. Mm. You know, we we have been we tried a longer form strategy recently. And so I wasn't able to like churn out many short form, short form being like five to 10 minutes. Right. Um, and so I don't have as many in the can as I want. Um, but yeah, my, my goal for this week and next week is to just go like goblin mode and make as many videos as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm in this weird spot where it's like, my boss and the CEO and everybody is like, dude, just take the time off. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> and so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I just really, I don't know. I'm, I'm super, I'm definitely entitled to it. And everyone is telling everyone that matters, i.e. the reporting structure above me right. is saying, take it. But I feel like, is that a good, is that a good move? Um, and I don't know. Depends I mean, on how many I get done, I think, in the can. Like, it depends on how right. many I can bank. Yeah. I mean, especially those first, like, month or six weeks, you know, they're just going to be, like, absolutely brutal. Because, like, the kids yeah. change so much. Like, I mean, by week three or four, the kids, like, doubled in size. And, like, it's usually, yes. like, a totally different, like, they're kind of half holding their head. Like, you know, when they're just, like, a blob of mush, like, the day they come out, they're, yeah. like, you got it so much to do. Um, I mean, still always so, so much to do later, too. But at least they're more real and solid, uh, you know, a month in or two months in. So. 
Yeah, it's tricky. I never really took much time off. Um, I definitely wish I'd taken more. I mean, I sort it's a little different in my situation, but it's just like obviously people would do cover for me at, at least with the last two. The first one, I think I only had I had no employees. Um, so that was just that was not fun. Uh, that yeah. was just like that I just went back bad. to work like you know that night, uh, basically answering support at least and stuff. But um, the other two, you know, there was people who did support and everything, so that was fine. But uh, still would work. And I do think it is nice to just, especially with the four. I mean, the, the older two are going to need stuff. Even with the au pair, like, they're going to need, yeah. they're going to need you. Um, and then, obviously, just all the stuff with the baby. So, yeah. But at the same time, you know, maybe towards the back end, if you have slapped together a video or something, probably not the yeah. end of the world. You'll you'll be getting bored at times, too. So Yeah, that's how I felt with the first two, is at some point, it's like, this is really not that hard. Right. Like, you're in the zone and you know weeks, all the stuff now yeah a few weeks in a few weeks in or maybe a month or two in it's like honestly they sleep a lot and then they eat and then you can kind of just plop them right you, That's you just nice, put them down this phase is nice you can just plop them. yeah like, they're where i left them i put them over there and they're exactly. still there I put them on the little boppy <laughs> in their little snuggy or whatever it's called yeah. slottle and they just stay there and they just look around it's like oh this is really easy Whereas the two the two year olds, the two and a half year olds, you can't take your eyes off of them. Right, right, yeah. I mean, the th- the other thing you do have a lot riding on are the this set equally as good as the first set in terms Correct. of sleeping. Like if they end up yes. being bad sleepers, then not you know all bets are off, and who knows Correct. what's going to happen. We may not see you at all for three months. You might be totally yes. underground. Um, exactly. So hopefully they are good sleepers. We have some Hopefully. genetic proof that the first set is a good good pair. So, I mean, yeah. you have all that whole stuff. The, the first one's interfering with the second group here and yeah. waking people up and stuff like that. There's you know, more, not going to be a perfectly quiet house like it was the first time. Ooh, so, no. some stuff like that going on, but uh, yeah. hopefully not an issue. Wow. Hopefully all not. Right. Yeah. Fingers right. crossed. We'll, we'll keep you posted. Babies are coming. Babies are coming. Um, I don't know. Should we talk about. Where do you want to go? We got two more topics just, on here. Yeah, I just added one. I just yeah. added a tweet. What, have that. you read the tweet? Yeah. You want to do that, that one? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here's the tweet um, from Adib Hana or Hannah. Um, PHP slash Laravel is probably the most enjoyable language framework to work with, but it's also the least paying. Ever since I switched to Go slash Node, my salary almost doubled. Mm-hmm. And we got a couple of... Uh, Got a couple of me too's in in the replies as well. Yep. Um, so as a, as a longtime Laravel jobs person, tell me what what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably roughly correct. Um, just generally speaking, I mean, I don't think I think if you but there's like the big trade offs there of um, just because you know a language doesn't mean you can get a job in that language. There's presumably less jobs in those languages uh, in general. I think there's likely way less jobs for a pure Go developer than a pure yeah. Laravel developer. Um, so, you know, so are you able to like not just learn the language, but then become proficient, show you're proficient and all those type of things? Do you want to even do that? So there's a lot of factors there that I think are more complicated than that tweet which is just like if i learn go i will make double the money i don't think that's true uh sort of on the surface there what do you think about that that seems right to me i think um man i think the top maybe three to four percent of laravel jobs probably pay equivalent to 
most of the other jobs, maybe top five to seven yeah. percent or something. And I feel yeah. like if if you're so I what I what I mean to say is I don't think you can be a an average or below average PHP developer and then pick up another language and go get one of these top paying jobs at you know Vercel or wherever right. whoever hires Go people or JavaScript people. But I think it is interesting. I think the Stack Overflow survey recently that that came out a couple months ago maybe it it was it was pretty clear that. JavaScript developers on average get paid more. But the yeah. thing I don't understand about that is so I, I feel like you and I operate just kind of in a separate world of almost purely Laravel developers and not PHP, not Symphony, not WordPress. Right. And I just don't know how much that survey reflects that reality. Um and I think the base, like the the Sample size is so much larger for PHP. Right, it's a much wider the, group. Yeah, there there are, there are yeah. just so many more low paying jobs because there are so many more jobs, and it is kind of like a beginner friendly language historically. So yeah. I don't know. I agree, and I think also like a lot of these <clears throat> like JavaScript jobs, there's less of them. They are heavy in these ver the verse cells of the world. Hey, we just got three hundred million dollars. We need to blow three hundred right. million dollars, so we're gonna like pay top dollar for these roles we have because we're not going to put a lot of like time into like we're going to have the money do some of the work for us like it's going to be a very high paying job very highly qualified people are going to apply and we're going to filter that way versus like <clears throat> maybe going a different route with that so <clears throat> yeah i i don't know so the, the way less like i think front-end react developers than php developers right like what one hundredth as many or one fiftieth as many like a lot less yeah. i would say than php developers so just because there are so many php developers yeah, there are also so a lot of these front end react only but the php universe is just so yeah freaking it's big. way bigger way bigger i feel like you know in in twitter it could feel like oh man there's react developers everywhere but the reality is there's way way more php developers out there yeah, I um think you're probably right it also depends a lot on the jobs like yeah like you're not going to use php to launch a missile right or to like send a satellite into space yeah. like, i don't think that would be recommended so but maybe you would use go for that or certainly you'd use c plus plus or something right. like that so yeah if you go become a c plus plus guru you could get a job working at spacex firing missiles which is going to be a much higher paying job than, you know, building a website or a B2B SaaS app mm. is probably going to pay you. Uh, but, you know, again, like you also going to have to be the best of the best. You probably have to have like a whole additional set of knowledge, I would think, with mathematics and things beyond just, yes, I know how C++ works. You might have to have a little more uh, other knowledge beyond just the code. So, yeah, there's so many factors. I think it's hard to just, yeah, I don't like that blanket statement in general that, I definitely think it's a bad career idea to just be like, well, I'll just learn this and then I'll get paid twice as much. Like, I don't think that's going to work out for most people. Um, yeah. And I feel like exactly. this guy, I feel like uh, Adib is, is kind of a senior developer anyway. And right. I feel like for a senior developer, that may be more of a viable strategy. Like if you're graduate. a senior developer and you already have all of like the kind of like the, the other stuff, like not the programming, but all the other stuff that senior developers know, like, right. you know, trade-offs being one of them right. and, you know, all the stuff that you have to know to be a senior. And you're like, well, I'm just going to switch over to a different language. I feel like that's a much more viable 
uh, strategy than I've just learned PHP. I'm going to go just learn Node right. or Go, and then I'm going to get paid a ton. It's like, and it's I also, don't know. This is not even really a new idea, and I don't think it's even that. It's, it's, you can make the same case with .NET and any other language or framework, I feel like, mm-hmm. um, especially these widely used ones, because it's like you're a, you become a senior developer, and then you usually have like a choice, right? Like my cho- you have like one of three choices. Like I become the manager, which is like what a lot of people do. Like in order for me to move up and get paid more money, I become man- the manager of other devs, right? Yep. Or else I move to like, a, yeah, a more, uh, you know, a, a rarer language or some in-demand language or something like that where I can take yes, these baseline skills that apply everywhere and then apply them to this new language and be already kind of ahead of the curve there. Yeah. Um, or like I go start my own thing because now I know all the stuff coding wise and maybe I get a founding partner who does marketing stuff and whatever I go do that route. So like, yeah, I think that this is kind of like, not that I don't think it's Laravel specific at all. And I don't, and in general, I think it's kind of a standard career path of like a senior developer is like, yeah, you get to a point where you're going to have to make a choice of if you're looking to go progress forward, right? Like a lot of people also hit that and they're like, well, I'm 40 and I got two kids and I'm like, cool, just like uh, this job pays well. And I, I just want to work my 35 hours a week and I'm not trying to like also learn a side thing and get a new job at a startup or whatever. Like, I don't want to do that whole thing. So yeah, I'm fine with this, which is a fourth choice of course as well. But, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think it's fine, but not really Laravel specific would be my. Yeah. Interesting, interesting anecdata, at least from this one person, Mm. um, to switch over like that. And I think, man, I don't know. It's just so hard to make opinions or have opinions about the PHP industry as a whole. Cause I'm just, I just am not a part of it. Um, yeah. And I also, frankly, I haven't, I haven't done like the pure developer job hunt in a long, long time. Right. Like I was at resolute for five years and then I left to go to tuple for a second and then was now I'm at planet scale. And none of like, none of those have been, I'm looking for a job in Laravel. Right. And so I just, I just don't even have enough opinion really to say. <laughs> yeah. You, well, you're kind of on a, you've made a different choice when you reached a certain level. It's yeah. like uh, this more like developer relations or however, I don't know what you would even classify your developer that, educator Develop, developer, d- developer educator. relations folks have a lot of opinions about what makes a devrel a devrel and i okay. don't have any opinions i just <laughs> teach people my sequel so developer educator all right there you go developer educator yeah. so um yeah so i guess that's my take that's all a right. good take all good right take. you got you got you got a few minutes i got one got final it. wrap-up story if you want to end here yeah give us a story so i met this i met this uh you know this little bootstrappers retreat right mm. and we're in between sessions and we're hanging out and I've got my, I've got my Vuari joggers on. So I've got these, you know, uh, I've got joggers on, I've got a pair of Nikes on yeah. and I have, I have my legs crossed. I'm sitting, I'm talking to a friend, you know, you, you know, Andrew Culver, I'm talking to Andrew. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're yeah. just hanging out on the couch talking and out of nowhere, he says, okay, so do you wear socks with these shoes? Because I'm always trying to figure out if I should wear socks or just go oh, no socks. And I, I kid he, you he not. I found the right man. I, I kid you not. A guy sitting on my right. So Andrew's on my left. A guy right. um, sitting on my right, who's also a friend, um, started laughing. And he said, are you serious? Are you doing a bit? And I looked over at, at that guy and I was like, "He, I don't think he listens to the podcast. And he goes, 
they talk about socks. It's basically a sock <laughs> podcast. And Andrew was like, no, I haven't listened. Tell me what's the story. So oh my gosh, out and about in the world, people are still inquiring about my socks. And thankfully, we had a faithful friend and listener who could back me up there. But I, I showed Andrew the way I told him. I told him the truth of the philosophy and he's he's into it. He loves he's it. He's on board. And yeah. I assume you actually had socks on. Uh, I did. You, the you only socks I owned. The I was wearing yes. them. Yes. Yeah. Now, okay. I had another question about this because so I'm wearing your socks, right? And Love it. I normally wear Stan Smiths, which I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with those. Yeah. I would say they don't. They still show just slightly with the Stan mm. Smiths. So now, do you? Stan Smith is a low rise. It's a low rise, and do you base your shoe selection on the sock philosophy? So, like, are you mm. when you go to pick out? shoes being like nope these are too low rise i can't buy these even if i like them otherwise i have i have switched off of mostly all low rise shoes for other reasons um but so most historically for like the past 10 or 15 years all shoes i have are the nike size like they go up that high so it's like new balance nike something that goes up a little little higher and no more Yep. Yeah, no more CVs or vans or anything that's low rise. Um, okay. So it, You're all I don't in. know. I don't know which dog is wagging the tail or the tail is <laughs> wagging the dog. But yeah, they they work together well. Okay. Yeah, because I noticed that in uh, some shot you had of your socks, and I was like, oh, well, his shoes. Maybe it was when you were in here. I guess showing them to Caleb. When else would I have yeah. seen your feet? Uh, I was <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that's know. a little higher. That's a little higher shoe there. So the, the, yeah, yeah, it's a little taller shoe. Fits fits my uh, my body shape a little more. Because if I sometimes if I wear if I wear the really low rise shoes, they look a little mm. a little like ballet slippers because oh. you know tall guy, big legs, little bitty shoes, and it's okay. like. Mm. Yeah, I tried the whole CVs thing for a long time, and I liked them, but decided that's nah, not going to work for me anymore. I love when the podcast makes its way out into the real world. Like that, I know it was crazy. Yeah, that's the it best. was crazy. He asked me that question, and my eyes just got really wide. And fortunately, <laughs> and then there's an answer right there. Yeah, fortunately, I had disciples. a friend. I had a yeah. listener there, disciple, and I was like, "Okay, somebody caught that." And he said, "You got to tell Ian about this on the show." And so there I was we like, are, "Yes." So there we go. We'll wrap on that. You want to tell Beautiful. them where they can find us? Yes, everybody can find us at mostlytechnical.com, uh, mostly tech pod on Twitter, because I will not say X, and mostly technical podcast at gmail.com. So hit us up there. Also in the um, YouTube comments and just on our personal Twitters and all that stuff as well. So if you have anything you'd like to share, let us know, and we will see you probably next week unless um there's an emergency podcast in the middle in which case it'll be sooner or aaron has some babies in the mix here and we have to delay at some point a little bit uh but otherwise we'll see you in a week all right see ya bye